Hey, listen up, man. This is from one R&B singer to the rest of y'all motherfuckers, man. Listen here. And this is some real shit from my heart. That shit, that bullshit that man said. There's three kings of R&B. The first one sold 20 million on his first album. I'm not valet, baby. Not with a Gucci jacket on. I'm not valet, baby. The second king of R&B is from Chicago. And the third one is from Tappahannock. Four and five right here. The nerve of these niggas. Hey, what up? It's Killer Mike checking in at nappyafro.com. Make sure you keep it 100. One time rap bang, 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 bang. One the jewels on food. And I'm gone. Yeah. Nappyafro.com. tuned in to the dopest podcast on the nappy afro network this is the frocast episode 332 this is your boy king germ aka the people's champ aka most the most electrifying motherfucking podcast today aka the next door neighbor of danny tanner aka lebron flames aka the king of the lames aka the illegit illegitimate son of Carl Weathers, a.k.a. Germ Cena, a.k.a. Fat Sajak, a.k.a. The Brooks Bandit, a.k.a. Mr. Sensible Shoes, a.k.a. Bill Goldberg in the bedroom, <clears throat> a.k.a. ASAP Stocking, and the last, a.k.a. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Woo! I'm now joined in here by my co-host, who should have been hosted, but they flaked on me, the elegant... The always shopping, the problematic yet well-spoken Queen Germ. Queen Germ, say what's up to the people. What's up, people? It's your girl, Queen Germ, a.k.a. Miss Savannah, a.k.a. I'm educated yet ignorant, a.k.a. the queen of QVC, a.k.a. bipolar mom, a.k.a. I hear no one, and a.k.a. your grade is your motherfucking grade. I'm in the building. In the building. Queen Germ, anything interesting happened this week? <laughs> Fuck you. I'm just saying. You're laughing at my pain. I'm not laughing at your pain. I'm laughing at your grade as your motherfucking grade. Oh. I kind of was trying to throw you an alley, but you missed it. I missed it. Thinking I'm trying to attack you, but oh well. Yeah, oh well. Yeah. But nonetheless, yeah. I mean, clearly, the people have spoken, and the, the students feel as if uh, they have to result to all kinds of shenanigans to get attention and doing final exam week. So, mm. what, uh, what, what kind of things were they doing? Well, Friday, uh, exam period started. They supposed to have a test at 8, but apparently they discovered that half of the computers, half being, well, I ain't going to say half, maybe a good uh, third of the computers were, uh, the Ethernet cords were cut. And now this is not a regular cut. This is cut with like a box cutter or something. I mean, not a box cutter, a bolt cutter. Because the cut was very clean. And, you know, if you think about how thick the Ethernet cord is, it, you know what I'm saying? It ain't no regular scissors that's cutting through Could have been a good knife. Yeah, but it's, it's, you had to move too quick for it to be all of that sawn mm -hmm. and stuff. So, mm -hmm. But it looks like, you know, it was done quickly and they, they were very resourceful. So, nonetheless, 40, 50 computers were damaged and, therefore, they had to replace the Ethernet cord, with this, which delayed exam periods. And so, uh, mm -hmm. I still was able to get mine, but... We had a little delay in the process, so uh, it didn't stop there. I oh, guess they it was more. There's started, more. <laughs> yeah, they started thinking over the weekend what they could do 
uh, since the cutting of the cords didn't work, they decided that they were going to start a fire. Um, but the person had their gasoline can and they poured it all over the mulch and the bushes outside the front door. Um, then they proceeded to pour gasoline on the mat in front of the entrance to the building. I want these people think that they. I want to think that this, this is a this is a nice brand new building. There's no cameras. They, they, come on now. Yeah, I mean they're cameras, and then the <clears> fact <throat> that the building is made out of metal and brick. I don't know what fire you thought was going to go all through the building. You needed to start a fire from within. Yes. But I'm not trying to give people any. Yeah. You know, yeah. Pro tip, start the fight from yeah. inside the building. Don't I start mean, it from outside. We do yeah. have a lot of compressed gas in the labs. Yeah. You could have, you know, yeah, done something there. But outside, is it was going to be isolated to just the area mm. of the mat that was burning. But nonetheless, they didn't get to set it on fire. They just doused everything with gasoline. Uh, they were interrupted. Somebody pulled up, and they took off running. But they left behind their gas can. So Fingerprints. Um, yeah. So it won't be long. Wow, because guess what? You might not have uh, you might have gloves on that night, but it was probably a time before then you didn't that have you gloves on. handled it, on. and it was no gloves on. So look, kids, man, listen, man, just study for your fucking test, or just take your F like a motherfucking yeah. man. I ain't never woman. known nobody that had to go through all of this hell. I mean, maybe you about to get put out of school, and this is it's, what's going to do okay. but then you're in over your head. Like, life goes on if you get put out of school, all right? But uh, like always, before we get into this, uh, don't forget always like, comment, subscribe, uh, follow us on Instagram at Frocast. You can always go to the site Nappy Afro. Uh, you, if you just want to go just to the Frocast and get nothing but Frocast, go to Frocast.com. Uh, we all know all the little uh, podcast readers out there. You can stream us on Spotify. You know we out here, so just look for the Frocast. You know, su- support us, man. You know what I'm saying? Look, man, we gonna. Uh, we want somebody to buy some shirts because um, I know it's cold, so we're going to try to get some long sleeve and sweaters or like hoodies in the fucking store because I was wondering like, yo, we ain't selling t-shirts because it's fucking winter time. You know what I'm saying? Just because I live in a state where it got mild weather doesn't mean everybody does. Most people live in states with shitty ass weather this time of year. So for y'all people, we're going to try to get some long sleeve shirts and hoodies. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They said the person who was pouring the gas had on the hoodie. Okay, so you look at that. You could commit crimes in a nappy afro hoodie. That that That's should not, be lit. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Let's not commit crimes. I mean, you know, just don't commit crimes in my house or none of my property. I mean, you come burn my job down. I wouldn't give a damn. You know, but just be careful with some gas out there to blow your ass sky high. But yeah, man. Um, as far as my week, you know, civilian life. You know what I'm saying? I have a story for y'all later on about civilian life, but uh, we'll go ahead and get into this outline that we got right here. I wonder, have you ever heard this song? Have you ever heard of Johnny Rebel? No. Johnny Rebel is a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Is he really? He's a motherfucker. I'm just going to play a little bit of his song for you real quick. We all send them all back to Africa. We ought to send them all back to Africa. We ought to send them all back to Africa where they belong. We ought to send them all back to Africa. We ought to send them all back to Africa. They ought to get the hell out of America and leave the white man alone. They don't like this. They don't like that. They're never satisfied and that's the fact. The more we give the more they take, the more we fix, the more they break. The country's in an awful mess with a whole lot of civil unrest. I got one thing to suggest. They ought to leave and get gone. 
Gather up all the niggers and go back home. We ought to send the phone back to Africa. Okay. <clears throat> this is the artist named Johnny Rebel. I'm going to give you some of Johnny Rebel's, uh, some of his... He don't even spell his name right. I mean, Johnny Rebel. J-A-O-H-N-N-Y. That ain't what it said on that video, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Some of his wasn't. some of his songs. Nigger Hating Me. <laughs> Cajun KKK. In Coontown. Who Likes a Nigger. Some Niggers Never Die. The Money Belongs to Us. If I could be a nigger for a day, looking for a handout, and I guess it's the remix, still looking for a handout, <laughs> <laughs> move them niggas north, stay away from Dixie, my favorite, this one is my favorite, nigger nigger. <laughs> and how long has he had this music keep, career? Keep a working big gym, ship those niggas back, send them all back to Africa, which y'all just heard, another song called Affirmative Action. This is this might be my favorite one. Quit your bitching, nigga. <laughs> Jesse showed up. Nigga suck, and of course, nigga in law. So listen, man, people. I don't know if he's on your DSP, but you got to go check out Johnny Rebel. It. I he really need no play. I mean, I thought when the Boondocks made that character, it was something something Rebel. Uh, I didn't know that was a real person. But that is a, it was modeled after a real person, and this man makes real songs, and I'm sure Saul White is, is, is sitting somewhere right now loving this shit. Because, God damn it, boy, that goddamn Johnny Rebel, I couldn't, hey, that, that shit bought my soul back. That is like the, he is like the Jay-Z to us, to us white people. I mean, I mean, when Johnny Rebel get out there and start spitting those lyrics and speak to my soul, it's just something inside of me moves when I hear that Johnny Rebel. Listen to these titles, nigga, nigga, quit your bitching. Oh, my goodness. I can't deal with you right now. Oh, my goodness. This shit, it, it, it's like Illmatic for racists. This shit is fucking amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> God damn it, Johnny Rebel. You, you, hey, boy. God bless you wherever you is, boy. That's a good boy gone now. Because I know he got to be dead. Johnny Rebel got to be well, dead. Well, let's hope so. That's dead because nobody with that much hatred should still be walking the earth. Yeah. I mean, I'm mad that he took the time to make that many this, songs. Hey, he, hey he, listen. Oh, my gosh, bro. Listen. Oh, man. Wow. So, yeah. That's but, yeah, that, that wasn't on the outline. But I had to start out with that just so y'all motherfuckers know what kind of shit is out there for y'all to like, man. So, anyway. First up. We have a story about a woman named Cardi B and her husband Offset. Um, apparently, Offset was out there cheating. Had Cardi looking crazy in the streets. So everybody been um, bugging me and everything, and you know, I've been trying to work things out with my baby father for a hot minute now. And we're really good friends, and you know, we're really good business partners. And you know, he's always somebody that. I run to to talk to and we got a lot of love for each other but things just haven't been working out between us for a long time and it's nobody's fault it's just like I guess we grew out of love but we're not together anymore I don't know it might take time to get a divorce and I'm gonna always have a lot of love for him because he is my daughter's father and yeah so, you know, they, they called their marriage off. She, they called it quits. And, you know, I don't think these people know. You just can't 
you can't just break up in a marriage. Y'all can separate, but it's a lot of legal paperwork you got to go through to break up. And I'm pretty sure they assume that because, you know, now they came, they're back together. They're working it out. And apparently, allegedly, uh, Offset has been, uh, he signed a contract saying if he gets caught cheating again, he'll pay $10 million for each thought. So, they, you know, so. He got $10 million? I mean, he might got $10 million. He might got ten. Like that's that's that should be it. Oh, okay, you but he gonna cheat again. So you know, exactly, and my, my my whole thing is, they saying like, well, if if she get caught cheating, if he gets caught cheating again, she won't be look, she won't look bad. She at least has some money for it. And I'm just like, that's dumb because my thing is the point of being married is being married. Exclusive, I mean, yeah. you unless y'all have that kind of relationship. I mean, and I ain't even talking about the exclusive part. I'm talking about the fact that if you say you marry, you marry. It ain't about trying to get a profit. Yeah. Off of the person that you with, because yeah. if that's all you doing it for, then it ain't no need to get married. You talking about something? If you cheat on me again, you got to pay, nigga. That don't mean nothing to me. You, I mean, if so, so in other words, you saying if he could afford to cheat, yeah. he could cheat. Yeah. So to me, that doesn't do anything for me. Mm. Man, maybe maybe Mister Offset has a hundred million. He was like, yo, ten million ain't shit. Hey, yeah, this one worth it. This one worth it, you know what I'm saying? Cardi so, B need to realize that she need to tighten up, cause clearly, I, I think they got to her and told her like y'all married and they got married in New York, so uh, she made a lot of money since they've been married. And if they were to get divorced, he there ain't no prenup. He'll get some of her money, and so you know she probably was like, wow, let me, uh, you know, I got to get this nigga back, cause if he leave me, he gonna take half my money. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and she about ignorant as they come anyway, so. She said she was real good in school with history. She and- couldn't have. <laughs> she couldn't have been. She wasn't good in much of nothing. Hey, man. Hey. I mean, and my thing is, just, I mean, it just don't make no sense to me. If you doing whatever, it's just, I mean, I don't know. Being a celebrity, you got to live your life in front of all these people. Everybody yeah. got to weigh in, say about what you're doing. But to me, it's just stupid because if you won't break up, break up. If you saying that you just with somebody because of the money or the fact that you don't want to pay him no money, Y'all both gonna be doing what you wanna do. Y'all gonna be married on paper and gonna be living y'all separate lives. Yeah. Because I mean, if that's what they like, I think it's stupid. Because if nothing else, if I want my sanity and my freedom, I want to meet the next nigga. I feel like we should be able to bump the law. If I don't want your money, the law can't. You know what I'm saying? We agree that this don't apply to us. We just gonna walk away and get a divorce. It it shouldn't be that. Oh, because the law said I am entitled to fifty percent. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take you for fifty percent. You could just say, I'm a bigger person. I don't want to be with you no more. And we just going to, you know, shake hands and walk away. Because they got a child, ain't it? Mm-hmm. They do have a child. A little girl. A little culture. Child, please. And then they go and name each other all these crazy things behind these men. And they ain't even together. The child ain't even a year old. No, nope, not at all. But, you know, hey, man. Good luck to the young married couple, man. The newlyweds. That's, that's the... Clearly not when they talking about you can't even keep your stuff in your pants hey, for a t- year. It's tough being a newlywed, man. I mean, he's just, you know, he was just a big time rock star. And now all of a okay. sudden he got to be a, a husband and he dad. He's a big time rock star, but the, if he left the lady, she was going to pay him. Uh, no, nah, she probably wasn't going to pay him. But, you know, he would have been, he might could have got some money is what I'm saying if she would have left. All I'm saying is. He ain't no big time nothing if you end up the wife making more money than him. He's in the biggest rock rock group there, the biggest rap okay. group of all time. Okay. More popular than the Beatles. He's a okay. Migo. 
I mean, whatever you say, I, I don't know the stats. So if you say that's what it is, that's what it is. But yeah. all I can say is he clearly ain't bigger than her if she could possibly have to have cut him a check if they got a divorce. She's made a lot of money since, like, he made his money before they got married. He's made, he hasn't made as much as she's made since they've been married, is what they said. She didn't make, since they've been married, she made probably about, about 50 to $100 million. You know what I'm saying? And so he would be entitled to some of that. Mm-hmm. And that's when you find a nigga stinking. Can't just kill everybody. You can. No, you can't. Yeah, it's, it's, the world is overpopulated as it is. So. Uh, speaking of killing people, uh, the Kareem Hunt situation, are you aware of that? That's somebody who that was got the, fo- the beating on that was somebody. That football player at the... You were uh, okay with that? No, I wasn't okay with it. What I said was, okay, tell you the story. Kareem Hunt was in a hotel room. Uh, he had some, you know, his friends, some chicks over. Uh, and the story goes that... The girls were allegedly underage and they were drinking, so he put her out the party. Once he put the girl out the party, she got belligerent. Him and her got to arguing, and she swung on him. He swung on her, or you know, what I'm saying he he, he kind of tackled her a little bit on the ground, and he kicked her while she was down. And 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 this happened in February. The team found the team knew about it. Uh, they didn't see the video. Well, the video came out last week. Or a week before that, whenever the video came out. And uh, he got cut from the team, released from the team. He's not on anybody's roster now. The team said he wasn't forthcoming with the information. And so that's why they let him, that's why they released him. Seemingly like they were like, yo, if you would have been honest with us, we would have, you know, we would have fought for you a little harder. But things are now. He said that the girl called him a nigga. And that's why it went, it escalated. And. Well, he fucking the girl? Nah, he wasn't. This, this, nah, he wasn't. This was just like a little party. He was having. And you let some random broad get you to the point where you lose your whole career. Yeah, and he swinging like this. this, Okay, and my point is this: being that she, if even if she did call him nigga, would that been enough for him to swing on her? No, I mean, to the extent of kicking and all that kind of carrying on, I thought they were dating. No. And that's why it got volatile. Mm-mm. So I, I thought it was a little more emotion than that. I mean, and you can never know what makes somebody, you know, spaz out or whatever. But it's like, you know, to me, a lot of times white people, people, period, they go too far. Okay. They they want to push buttons, but then when somebody react, you don't want that type of, you know what I'm saying? You know, he coming towards you, but you pretty much set the stage for this. Like... You called, and more than likely, he was probably drinking or whatever. Yeah, you yeah, had a party. party. yeah. So, this is a party environment. You already know things could possibly be hypersensitive. Mm-hmm. Like you going to call too. somebody a nigga, expecting him to be the bigger person and not put his hands on you? I mean, okay, and this is where I blame his friends. It's blame to go around for everyone, okay? Is it? It's enough? Yes, it's enough blame to go. This is why I blame his friends, because if I'm Kareem's hunt friend, and it's a girl at the party, and whatever whatever the situation is, and she got to go. I will put it upon myself, Kareem. You don't. You sit down, Kareem. You sit down. We'll go handle this. Me and the other part of the entourage, we gonna pick. If we have to pick her up and walk her out of the room and take her away from him, that's what's gonna happen. Is it won't be a situation where the money man is sitting there arguing with somebody and, and putting himself in a situation where he could get. Cut, sued, uh, hurt, anything like that. No, you protect the money man. That's your, that's your, you know, you the entourage. Entourage takes the charges. They do all the dirt. The money man not supposed to be doing that. 
So as your friends, Kareem, they should have had they should have handled that. You shouldn't even had to been outside explaining anything to that girl. Anything. As soon as you found out the girl was nineteen or twenty and she was in there drinking, you should be like, yo, you got to go. Wasn't it a white guy in there? Yeah. I mean I'm pretty sure and that's why I said if Kareem would have had better people around him, like let's say for instance, if cooking ass Keisha would have been in there. Cooking ass Keisha would have fought the girl yeah, and it wouldn't have been no problem. But you got Amber and, 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 and Skylar in there and they, they sitting there outside just watching. Probably got their phones out recording shit. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's at, none of your friends are handling business. So that's why I blame the friends. I blame Kareem. He ain't got enough sense to know how to handle his stuff for himself. You gotta you, you are you are an adult. You he are a professional athlete. People are gonna say all kinds of, you can't get mad every time somebody insults you. Because you got to think about, I understand you're a human, but you got to understand the the, the the times we're living in and how they target NFL players, especially black NFL players. You got to think about that. So just because somebody call you a nigga, you can't lose your fucking cool. It's a whole bunch of people calling you nigga right at the stadium. You probably can't hear that shit, but I mean, they saying it. So you can't, and that's why I blame him, losing his cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, the girl, of course, you was wrong for just, they told you leave, leave. And now all this other shit, like, I don't understand. I what mean, excuse me, for me, I just feel like it's foul when you know your role as something. Like, of course, you can get mad. You, I mean, even if you hit her, not to say that you should have hit her like that, I just feel like even if you might have shoved her or something, not to the extent of she on the ground, you kicking at the girl, all that kind of carrying on, that was a little extreme to me. But my thing is, if he's going to approach the situation, if he just felt like he had to say something to the girl, you know what I'm saying? You should have known, like, if she if she underage, that's number one, if she at your event, you didn't have to, you didn't have to really physically involve yourself in the situation. Exactly. So that's a problem when you're talking about I'm making this kind of money. You gotta be able. I mean, like you can get mad because I was mad today, but I don't make you know whoever Kareem Hunt type of money. But the money I got, I can't miss. Yeah. So you got to know that. Hey, okay, when it's about my dollars, I got to reel it back a little bit and reevaluate this situation. Yeah. So it's just like you can't be in an environment where you feel like oh because I'm Kareem Hunt. I'm going to be able to do what I want to do to this lady and nobody's going to say nothing. Because people nowadays, they use everything. People use overuse the word bullying. Overuse the word, you know what I'm saying? Every every little buzzword that'll get a reaction, people are overusing it and they just trying to get a check. Mm. Like, she could have ate them dumb punches. I mean, I'm just saying like, if she didn't sustain no major injuries and she really wanted to be around him, she could have came back another day. You don't know what this lady's intentions were. But for you to put yourself in a situation where now you don't have a job, nobody gonna touch you, cause with the Me Too movement, ain't nobody dealing with no type of, you know, misconduct towards women. Nope. She could have. She it could have been in the in the um area that was not, um, you know, on the videotape. She could have put her hand in your face. She could have called you a nigga, slapped your face, ran mm-hmm. out the room, and you came behind her. She stole something from her. Yeah. Anything. Whatever happened. That's not on tape. Yep. So they going to go by what the evidence shows. So if the evidence only shows that you are punching this lady, kicking this lady, whatever you're doing to her, then she going to go off of, he did these things to me and she looking to be compensated. Mm. And now you SOL because you ain't got no job. Nope. And you got all these people depending on you and now you ain't got nothing. And I mean, not that that should have been your concern, but 
even for your own self, you worked too hard, I'm sure, Heck to yeah. get to this point for you to have and wasted. You in you, like your second or third year, like second year. And you know what I'm saying? So you still, you know, you was about to get that big contract and you just blew it. And the people kept saying he was a good player. Yeah. And he didn't really have nothing going on as far as trouble. And now you go and just throw it all away. But these people ain't standing by these players. They ain't doing hey, it no more. No, because look, guess what? I can find me another Kareem Hunt. Yep. That's the thing. That's Real how the owner. That's how the owners look at it. Because you ain't worth the trouble. That's like the the running backs. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh, they got they got they got their work out of you. They'll find somebody else to do it. You know, I mean, it would have been nice to have you, but you know, hey, they'll move on. So my question was, is it ever okay to hit a woman? Yeah. Yeah. You said yes. You said it real fast. So let's say, for instance, a man and woman they they're arguing. The woman just hauls off and slapped the man. That's when it's okay. Because when you, you set the tone. You set the tone. You slap my face. It's an equal opportunity ass whooping you finna get. Because you done slap my face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You you re- you deserve to get a return. So you, so you say once hands have been laid. Yeah. It's, it's, if you initiate this, now we on the same playing field. <laughs> that, that's what the fuck it is. Because people need to realize, put your hands in your motherfucking pockets. Don't you be reaching out trying to do nothing to nobody if you ain't ready to get what the hell they got for you. That, I mean, that shit ain't okay. It's not. I mean, now, if you talking about a nigga just overpower you and he just pouncing on you and beating up on you, then of course that's wrong. But if you, the woman, have initiated the fact that you want to fight, a nigga ain't supposed to ball up in no fetal position and let you just beat on him because he a man. I'm going to let you know what this damn testosterone feel like. Yeah. You done started it. Yes, we finna shut this down today. Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't think I could do that. I mean, you ain't got to. Um, All I can say is, I mean, I, as I just, a woman, you need to keep your hands off of people. Yeah, because I mean, especially these new these new niggas, like they fight girls. Like it ain't like our generation. We ain't hit girls. Like we was the generation that took them hits. That was a lot from the girls. Like pow pow. Like pow pow. I mean, I ain't now. I ain't saying niggas I our know, generation. A lot of niggas who whoop on girls with eyes. I ain't saying that they, they didn't do that either. But I'm just saying it was a lot. Well, we we went well. You're right. I ain't gonna say that. I mean, I know niggas who done done all kind of stuff to yeah, um. You always to bras, have, you have always had those. Yeah, you gonna always have somebody. But I'm just saying, it's just to me. I just don't um. I I mean, I don't say like nobody should just be getting beat on. But if you don't want somebody, you you give them the same respect that you want. Mm-hmm. If I don't want you to put my hand your hands on me, I'm not gonna put my hands on you. Now, when I was younger, I was I was with some bullshit, mm-hmm. and a couple of times. <laughs> I put my hands on a couple of niggas, and luckily, they was the type of niggas that wasn't with that hit and stuff. Yeah. I could have been all kind of bruised up. Mm. But it's <laughs> like, you know, you, you grow up, you, you learn, and you, you need to do better. <laughs> but it's just like, to me, if you put your hands on somebody, if they are the type of dude that's going to respond, and you know what I'm saying, and knock that fire out you, I, I will say that it's not wrong. Like, mm. you cannot hit people... And think that it's okay. You cannot. Like, if you ain't spiking a kid, there's no reason for you to say that you're talking to another adult and thinking that it's okay for you to hit a, a, another adult. Well, you know, they tell the kids now, like, don't just get hit by your parents. Like, don't take that. Like, it's not and right And they can't tell the kids that. They can't tell the kids <laughs> that because the government <laughs> and the school system ain't taking care of your kid. And mine gonna they get can. them. They can. And they won't. They won't do half a good a job as I am. No day. Because they don't care about them that much. They said, tell the kids, you don't have to take that. You can stand up for yourself. Well, yeah, man. With me personally, man, I just, I, I couldn't hit a woman, man. It's just, you know, it's just, I couldn't. 
I mean, I might, you know, grab one up or something. You know what I'm saying? Be like, yo, chill, chill, chill. But ten times out of ten, I'm just gonna walk away. I'm not gonna walk away. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deal with it. Cause I just, you know, I don't. I don't think I let my cool get that. My temperature get that high that I do some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I'm just. I'm an even temper guy, and that wouldn't. Nah, I couldn't do it. So yeah, man. So uh, shout out to all y'all out there in these abusive relationships. You know what I'm saying? Get some help. You know what I'm saying? Shit is not healthy. You know, I, I saw a video where a girl was like, she need that medium where a nigga uh, grab her up. You know what I'm saying? Now that's something I don't need. Yeah. I don't need none of that. Like, you can't be scared. And, you know, like some women like to be beat. You know, they just, they fight. That's just how they love. And I, I just, I had homies, homeboys like that. Him and his girl, they'll fight all the time. And I used to be like, yo, what in the fuck? Like, I, I couldn't deal with that shit. Like, y'all niggas crazy. That's too much to have to go through. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you can't talk to me, don't talk to me. Don't do nothing with me. Because as adults, ain't no reason for us to not be able to communicate with yeah. words. Like, yeah. you ain't got to put your hands on me to tell me nothing. So, let me do what I do. If you don't agree with me, if you don't, whatever we done, going our separate ways, let's do that. But... Don't be putting your hands on nobody. Cause I was scared as hell when I was a kid. One time, my mama had me. Uh, I had to go. Had to, my cousin. I had to. I guess they was watching me while whatever was going on. But I used to know my cousin, his girl. They used to fight all the time. Like you go over their house, she'd come to the door with a black eye. He'd come to the door with a black eye. One time, she cut the fuck out his ass. His arm. Cut it. The nigga had the little. The pins, little, you know, the little shit with the tendons was yeah, all. Yeah, that's retarded. That man, I mean, bro, that nigga had the wires on. Man, I'm talking about, man, she fucked it. <laughs> so, I mean, and I don't understand how you stay with nobody like and that. And I was so scared going over there because I was just like, man, like, <laughs> shit might go down while I'm over here, man. So, you know, but yeah, man, hey, abusive relationships are not healthy people. Go get some fucking help. Jesus. So, yeah, moving along, man. Let me ask you a question. Who's the king of R&B? I don't know. Come on, man. You got to know who the king of R&B is. You talking about of all time? Who's the king of R&B? Like, right now, who's the king of R&B? Mm. Jacquee said it's him. No. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? I, don't, I can't name one Jacquee song. Okay, well, that means he's not the king. Yeah. Um. I don't know no Jacquee songs. None. Not to say he's the king of R&B. I mean, mm. Chris Brown can make a case. But, I mean, we all know who the king is. We don't want to say his name, but it's, it's Kells. Like, that's the king of R&B. <clears throat> he ain't the king to me because that nigga ain't shit. That nigga got classics, bro. He might have classics, but he ain't got no personality. And when you when you meet fans and you, you know you supposedly supposed to be a celebrity my, or what have you, you, you can at tongue? least speak to people or act like you got some type of dignity about yourself because I don't know. How you see somebody and you want to call your uh, bodyguard, which My is man. like a midget man. It was like he was eating brain. Okay, but ain't nobody was trying to get no autograph or nothing. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I wasn't trying to get no autograph. He, he, so like, he said, y'all was too old. Get away from me, I'll old women. Down. Fuck you. But that's what he'd be at his shows. I don't understand that. Like, he, he got to understand. Because them young girls ain't got no fucking job. They're not going to your shows, kids. Ain't nothing old women at you. Them the ones that's rubbing all on you and stuff. But you want to go after the 18 years. 19 years old. Oh, well. People getting off the damn but, school bus. I mean, I'm saying Kells is the king of R&B. I, mean, I, I can't give him that, so. So you got to get somebody who you going to get to then. So Jacquees then. No. It, you know, that's only two answers here. Jacquees or Kells. Chris Brown, you see. <laughs> I go with him. 
And he a woman beater too, so I don't know what's wrong with this. Wow. Speaking of women beaters, uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Kevin Hart, he was refu he refused to apologize for some past tweets, and now he's not hosting the Oscars behind it. Uh, Kevin Hart was asked to he was asked to host the Oscars, and you know it was a big thing for him, is what he said. But then somebody dug up some old tweets where he said something about uh the big his biggest fear would be his son being gay or something like that. And, you know, and, and uh, you know, they always drag up something. And, you know, he said he had already apologized for it. And he wasn't going to apologize again. So I just got a call from the Academy. And um, that call basically said, Kevin, apologize for your tweets of old. Or we're going to have to move on and find another host. I'm talking about the tweets from 2009, 2010. I chose to pass. I passed on the apology. The reason why I passed is because I've addressed this several times. This is not the first time this has come up. I've addressed it. I've spoken on it. I've said where the rights and wrongs were. I've said who I am now versus who I was then. I've done it. I've done it. I'm not going to continue to go back and, and tap into the days of old when I moved on and I'm in a completely different space in my life. The same energy that went into finding those old tweets could be the same energy put into finding the response to the questions that have been asked years after years after years. We feed in the internet trolls and we reward them. I'm not going to do it, man. I'm going to be me. I'm going to stay on my ground. Regardless, Academy, I'm thankful and appreciative of the opportunity. If it goes away, no harm, no foul. But then he kind of apologized for anyway in the end. But he's not hosting the Oscars. How you feel about that? If that's the reason why they didn't want him to be there, then they didn't want him to be there to begin with. Because who went to dig it up? You should have fully vetted the situation before you offered him the um you know the invitation I mean, to host it how far can you go back i mean i could go back you know uh, i can look at some problematic stuff that i said on facebook sick my memories i'd be like whoa i said i said the f word like wow you know what i'm saying like you know and then it's like how far you can go I back mean, everybody i said some shit yeah that's what i said i mean so it's not like oh everybody is so i mean like people are so squeaky clean everybody done said some shit like even for me like i don't say some reckless shit to people to their face, in writing, all on kinds of stuff. Podcast. And I mean, definitely on here. So, I mean, but my thing is, people always try to find some fault in somebody when they don't want you to have something, don't want you to do something. Like, look at the facts. If somebody offered me this this show, you know what I'm saying, to, to host the show, why the hell are you going after the invitation has been extended to see why I shouldn't have it? Mm. So, if it's their people, if it's just media, all of them, you know what I'm saying, they ain't shit because... You're a comedian, so fuck what I said. Like, mm. I'm saying this shit for laughs. You can't be that sensitive that you're going to take one little something I said and turn it into something big. Mm. Like, hell, I have the right to have whatever feelings I have because mm. if I say that that's a fear of mine, how can you tell me my feelings are worth nothing because it offends somebody? They say you're homophobic then. It doesn't fucking matter yeah, because I, I won't bear for my kids. Like, it ain't so much of saying that you don't agree with homosexuality. You know that... People who are, you know, uh, homosexual, they typically have a rougher time when you talk about, I mean, now that's become more of the norm. But, you know, just thinking of a person growing up in our time, yes. that that's something that you could possibly have a legitimate fear of. So what would be the issue? It's not saying anything against anybody else. Yeah. It's just that you don't want your child to have that struggle. You don't want your child to have to experience the negative part of being gay. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing that I'm pretty sure as any parent would 
say if that was their feeling, that would be the reason behind it. So how you taking my, you know, natural instincts of being a parent to want to protect my child from any harms that life could bring to them and turn it into something negative, that just means you didn't really want me to have this gig. Mm. Hey, I hear you, sister. Whatever. I hear you. Speak it, speak it, speak it. But yeah, man. So you know, like I, I like you said, I, on my only problem was when Kevin Hart said he wasn't going to apologize, but then he apologized in the end. It's kind of like, bro, like, man. I mean, he made a hundred million dollars last year, bro. You ain't got to apologize for shit, nigga. Like, you producing your own shit. You your own boss. Like, you don't, you don't need nobody. Like these niggas that write their own checks. Y'all got to understand. Y'all way more powerful. I can see if I'm a worker. And then yeah, I can't. I gotta kind of you know agree with the establishment. But when you 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 made a hundred million last year, you got your own production company. You paying, you footing the bill for stuff. You putting your own movies out. Man, come on, man. You ain't gotta apologize to nobody. I bro. mean, but to a certain extent, I mean, if he felt like for he had an audience that was uh, from you know what I'm saying the gay community, he may not have wanted to come off being offensive because that was not his intentions. So he had to kind of be somewhere in the middle because he know what he meant by what he said. He didn't feel like he was wrong for saying it, but he did not want to offend anybody who he knows that, you know, that was not the intent of his comment. But with comedians, though, how comedy has always been pushing the line. How can you call a comedian out for pushing the line? Like, that's what they do. You can because that's what people do. People, there are always going to be different rules for certain type of people. But, but comedians are supposed to, they say fucking shit that pushes the line. Like, that's not, you can't hold well, clearly them. Clearly, you, you see that the man is no longer hosting the show, right? I, I mean, I get that, but, like, why are we doing this to comedians? Like, politicians, yes. Uh, people that's be on TV trying to kick, kick knowledge and shit, yes. Comedians, no. Athletes, no. Owners, yes. But not that, like, like we, it's certain people we shouldn't hold to... That same, like, the same standard should have, like, nah, man. Mm-mm. So, you know, I, I I just don't know. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. We got this teacher. Did you see the uh, video? All right, is this one teacher. Her outfit is causing a tizzy online. Did you even look at the article? Wow. No. Okay, so. I had a bad day. Okay. So, this is, uh, she's a college professor. A college professor, so. Her name is uh, Narissa Reeves. She's a college professor who earned her graduate degree from the University of New Haven in Connecticut after working with the Japanese consulate as an English teacher. Uh, Despite her educational background and credentials, Reeves' curvaceous figure is the center of attention after video of the part-time model teaching a class went viral. Critics took note of her form-fitting clothing and high heels in the classroom, calling it inappropriate. Well... I mean, I don't see how she wearing jeans to work mm. unless it was a dress down. This day. is the video that went viral. And so, you see her in the classroom. She got some fitting pants on. And yes, like the video was shot. It's still jeans. Yeah, like they shot the video like, you know, that you could see the ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can see if you were shooting a video where, you know, she was teaching. And, you know, I, like I said, the, the part-time model thing kind of makes me think that, you know, you're doing it halfway because, you know... For the for the likes, and, you know, but you are working, and you you can't help your figure, which look like you put a little HGH out there. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that, you know what I'm saying. But you know, I I, I don't see what the big deal is. I mean, she a college uh, teacher. It's not like she teaching high school, so it's not like you, you got to worry about little boys. You know what I'm saying. You know, trying to you know seduce her or anything like that. So I mean, 
everybody's grown here. I'm saying I got no problem with it. What about you? I mean, you always have to know how to play it because you gonna always have somebody that's gonna be out of line, that's gonna be inappropriate. You hollering about me too, but then at the same time, you come in there with stuff that could be questionable. You want attention when you dress like that. So if you end up with the wrong type of attention, then you kind of get what you get. Mm. So would you have a problem like if you had a colleague that came to work like that? But it looks like she's teaching at like a community college. I so. mean, I come to work with stuff on that people claim sometimes is not appropriate. But mm. I mean, to me, and, and, and it is simply because I have something to put in it. Mm. So if I'm one of these people who straight up and down, I can wear the tightest dress to work and nobody says nothing. They mm. might say I look nice. Mm. But because I'm a full-figured woman, then you feel like, oh, I can't show any cleavage. I can't show my curves because I have them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can understand you wearing what makes you comfortable at your job. I wouldn't typically wear pants, I mean, like jeans to work. Like, that's not an, that's not a professional attire mm-hmm. unless it's like a dress-down day. Mm-hmm. But if you're mm-hmm. saying it in both pictures that I saw, she had on jeans. So, that's, this is what she wears to work. Um... And if they if they don't necessarily have a dress code at her job, then she can wear whatever she want to wear. But at the same time, don't be mad when the young men, because you're gonna probably have more young men than not in the class. Then if somebody says something inappropriate, you have to be willing to, you know what I'm saying, to say what's necessary or behave in such a fashion that you're not coming out like, oh, now you want to press charges against somebody, but you come to work with your titties and ass hanging out like. Yeah, and she does teach at a community college. I knew it. And she says, uh, <clears throat> you know, she's allowed to wear what makes makes her comfortable. And I love jeans and heels. Nothing wrong with that. Forgive me for not wearing baggy jeans from the 90s. Where would I even buy those? Uh, they still sell them because, you know, real niggas still out here buying 90s jeans. <laughs> like I said, she, I mean, to me, I, I don't really care because when you're working with adults, it is what it is. But... If you're saying that you want to be taken seriously mm. as a teacher, that's not appropriate dress for a teacher. Like jeans and heels with your tight-fitting uh, blouse on, no. That 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 can't be your everyday wear. Mm. And so <clears throat> she's a little naive because this is what she said. <clears throat> Tons of professors at my school wear jeans and heels. Yes, I understand that my shape causes a lot of attention on social media, but in real life, it's a bit different. My students focus on the lectures and lessons, and they all work hard to achieve results. Listen, lady. lady. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> if you have any dudes in your classroom, they're trust not me. Listening to they're them. not. <laughs> they, 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 they love coming to your class. They're like, yo, let's see what she's wearing today. Exactly. You are the beacon. They, they might, you're right. They might pay a little more attention to your class. They probably don't. Their grades might be a little bit better. You're right. They might show up like nobody's missing your class. They're going to be there. So, you know, I, I get it. She ain't rapped too tight because, like I said, I mean, <clears throat> I just feel like in some cases, you know, I'm like I said, I'm in the middle. I'm torn between it because I just feel like from my own personal experiences that sometimes people want you to be in a box. But when you talk about you done going so far to say that you're wearing jeans every day, that, that I mean, that that's. That's not appropriate. Like <laughs> tight jeans too. Yeah, tight jeans Fitting. every day with your little 
uh, sweater on with your V-neck sweater. That's tight, too. cleavage is coming out. <laughs> I mean, like, everything is popping out. And you just teasing the people. So, let, let you go and reach down for something. And one of the boys <laughs> go and, and smack you on the butt or say something about your butt. Now, you want to put the people out of class. I wonder how many Snapchats you done been on. <laughs> like, plenty. Plenty dudes just plenty. sitting in class like, boy. My favorite teacher. Yeah. But, Professor Bad as fuck. Yeah, man. So shout out to all y'all little pervs that sitting in your class wanting to have sex with your teachers. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all the real MVPs. So, I was looking online the other day, and it was this uh, photographer from, um, I think he's from, he's Danish. So, wherever Danish, whatever country speaks Danish, I guess that's what, what's Daneland? Who speaks Danish? You know, I don't know. People from, whatever, Danish guy, whatever country. Google it. They say he's Danish. Look that up. Danish. What does that mean? What does somebody that's Danish mean? Because I know we got Danish cookies and Danish this, Danish that. Danish is a North Germanic language spoken by around 6 million people, principally in Denmark and in the region of Southern Schleswig in Northern Germany. So Danish, we're going to say somebody from Denmark. How did I not know that? I don't know. That just, I didn't either. I forgot I didn't all care. about that. I mean, just I mean, just off of word association. I should have got that, man. I feel yeah, you fucked. should have. That's why I'm never going to make it on Jeopardy, man, because you I didn't can. know that Danish was Dutch. And Dutch was Denmark. <laughs> Whatever. Jesus. Dutch ain't even Denmark, I don't think. It probably is. I mean, that's what the Google said. Oh, it is? Danish, Dutch, Denmark, all this thing. Oh, no, no, See no, what no, about no. Dutch. See mm-hmm. about Dutch. Fact checking on the forecast, something we'll never do. But we're just doing it this time. Dutch is what? This is... What country is associated with Dutch. The, the Dutch people. people of Netherlands. Netherlands. Okay, that was the Dutch. Okay, Netherlands. Okay, see, I'm learning something about you Europeans, man. I'm finding out about y'all, man. But, you know, enough about that. So, okay, it was just a Danish photographer. Him and his girlfriend went to the Great Pyramids in Egypt. And uh, they climbed to the top of one of the pyramids. And, you know, they was looking at the sites and, you know, taking photos. And then they just got overcome with themselves. And, you know. Overcome, of course. Yeah. They were smoking weed, and next thing you know, they started having sex. And then, hey, they filmed, he took a picture of him having sex on top of the Great Pyramids. And I, I mean, I, I, I understand why the people over there are upset, but I, I got to be, I got to tell you, if I'm in that situation, I mean, I, they did everything I would do. You know what I'm saying? If, if me and the Queen Germ went to the Great Pyramids and, you know, we climbed up there and it was just, you know, we was overcome with the scenery, yeah. I mean, how many times can you say, yo, I smoked a blunt at the top of the Great Pyramids? Who can tell you that? Who can top that story at the party? Nobody. Then you can be like, yo, nigga, I had sex on one of the Great Pyramids. Are you crazy? Who can top that story at the party? Nobody. So, look, I'm not mad at the guy because I totally get it, man. Queen Germ. I just feel like, I mean, it's not that serious. Like, yeah, you want to say that your monument is so sacred or whatever, but, I mean, the people are just tourists. They just come over there. I mean, it ain't like they tore up the people thing. You didn't, you know, you didn't vandalize anything. Nah. All you did was have sex and you got some pictures of it or uh, video. Or raw, or so it wasn't like no condom that was left up there, man. My goodness. I'm just saying, man. I mean, nobody's having sex, man. Nobody's, I mean, nobody, having, nobody's sex? having safe sex. Like, no. Oh, okay. Because there's four new STDs out. Four. 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 Four new STDs. They said they don't know what's going on with them. Super STDs, bro. Super. 
Yes. And but how yeah, super are they? Uh, they, they, they? They super that they can't, they ain't got no cure for them. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't want them. So y'all be safe out there, man. I mean, I, I just I just don't know what. Uh, four new STDs emerged that experts warn against. Wow. Let's find out what these four new STDs are. Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, so as far as that situation, go ahead and talk while I look that up. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I don't see what the big deal is. Okay, just tell them that they're not supposed to have sex out there. Like, I mean, what's so big about it? Like, post a sign or something. You know, this is, a, you know, a <coughs> sacred grounds. It is not, you know. Don't let nobody up there. Yeah, I mean, whatever you do. Yeah, let them get it on a postcard. Let them stand at, behind some little, you know, divider, gate, whatever. And let them take pictures or something. But I just don't see what was so big of a deal because they did not mess up anything. So, mm. I don't know. Just give them, you know, give them their money's worth. They don't come all the way to the, your country. Mm. Let them do it and go home. Yeah. I don't see that wrong with it. I mean, I can see if it was a line of people waiting to have sex up there. Like, it, it wasn't nothing that was costing y'all no money. Mm. Wow. So, th these four new STDs, uh, luckily, each one is curable or at oh, least okay. manageable for now. Uh they said one, the first uh, one is called Neisseria meningitides, which is a bacteria that can cause invasive meningitis, a potentially deadly infection of the brain and spinal cord protective membranes. Um, uh, it lives in the back of the nose and throat of between 5 and 10% of adults. According to Mosaic, there's a chance folks can transmit the bacteria via deep kissing or oral sex. Oh. Whoa. And Fortunately, there are vaccines available that can protect against the infection. The second one is Mycoplasma genitalium, which is one of the world's smallest bacteria. Between 1% and 2% of the people are infected with this, and most of them are teens and young adults. Most times it doesn't cause symptoms. However, it can irritate the urethra and cervix, similar to gonorrhea and chlamydia. In women, this can lead to pelvic inflammatory disease, and, and it's associated with miscarriages, infertility, premature birth, and stillbirth. Uh, antibiotics exist to eradicate the bacteria. However, resistant strains are developing, which means it can develop into a what? Superbug. Uh, the third one is called Shigella flexneri, which one can contact from feces. So for all you who are into anal play, the bacteria can cause problems. Uh, Shigella can result in dysentery, or excuse me, dysentery, or an infection of the intestines that can cause bloody diarrhea. Uh... Wow. The final one is called Lymphogranuloma venerium. Wow, can't believe it. LGV. It's caused by acute chlamydia, trachomatis strains. According to Mosaic, its presence is increasing in Europe and North America, especially among gay and bisexual men. According to 2016, a report by the CDC, a cluster of cases popped up in Michigan among men who have sex with men. The symptoms can be subtle. However, with the fast disappearing lesion in the genital area, and sometimes the mark can be even less notable than it. So there you have it, people. Those are your new four STDs. Uh, you can look for them out in the streets. Let's um, not. Be careful. Uh, you know, when the doctor tell you you got some new shit and you look in the book, you got to look in the Google and it's like, yo, man, we still gathering information on this shit. So y'all be careful out there. And, uh, yeah, strap up, man. Wear a condom. I know you're going to hate it, but wear a condom, man. God really? damn it. Yes, we got to, man. If you, Condoms are no fun. I mean, well, you got to get either in a monogamous relationship or 
where condom orgies going to be out there just, you know, rolling the dice. You know what I'm saying? And some people like rolling the dice. You know what I mean? Yeah, and your luck going to be good for something like that. Yeah. Your eyes are rough when you talk about winning the lotto. But mm. if you talking about that, oh, yeah. hell yeah. I mean, you can get anything, bro. So, yeah, yeah, let's not roll the dice. Yeah. Got a quick question for you. All right. So, if you are a woman with kids, right? I happen and, to be one. And, okay. And let's say but let's say you're a single woman with kids. Okay. And you you in a relationship with a man, uh would you think would you would you require him to help you with the kids too? Yeah, we living together and stuff. Okay. All right, so I mean, what you mean, like helping me with the kids? Like, like, would you like yo, like you know? I mean, he gonna have. I mean, if if it's benefits, I mean, if it's easier for him to pick up the children and bring them home, or yeah, like, he got to be doing something, okay. helping with homework or so, something. I ain't so gonna have him watching my kids or nothing. I mean, but yeah, you would help him with your kids, like yeah. you know. Okay, so okay, let's say you a you a woman and you with a man, would you help him with his child support? No, <laughs> why not? That ain't got shit. But y'all in a relationship me. together though. And he owed that woman that money. I don't owe them people no money. <laughs> Why now. wouldn't you help him with his child? I have him buy some shit for him to send over there. Because that's your money. I'm not going to come But that's all I house. do is pay child support. I don't do nothing else for my kids. We're going to do, gonna do something else for him because we can't um, just pay no money. I can't give you no money on nobody else, Sharon. Fuck them. <laughs> nah, bro. Uh-uh. I ain't coming out of the pocket now. No. No, 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 no. Now, if you bring your little nappy head kids over here, I do the hell. Yeah. I make sure I do something for them of a kind gesture, but as far as me coming up off of my money for some other broad kids, nah. No. Mm. You can count me out of that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not. That's a no-go. That, no. That's Hell a, to the no. Okay. Just wonder. I mean, I'm just saying, like, no. no don't, would, don't get nothing out of me. No, no, no. I was just asking because, you know, like, if, if a man got with a woman with kids, you know, he would have to, you know, like, he go get something to eat, he buying food for all of them. Yeah, because you in the house with these kids. Okay. I'm not in the house with that whole safe. Okay, but still, them like let's just say, for instance, so you want to be like, yo, man, help me out with my child support? Yeah, he said, help me out with my child support. That means you need to be back with the baby mama. Well, I mean, because clearly you can't afford to be with me and take care of them. So I'm going to make it easy for you and help you to go back <laughs> over there. Because, I mean, I would hate for your turn to not have on account of me, but I can't help you pay no child support. That shit is for the birds. Damn, man. No, I mean, like, for real. Like, a nigga ain't got no business move. You you can't move on if you can't afford to move on. <laughs> that That's what the fuck that means. Like, you got to take care of your business from where uh, you come from. Oh, man. And then when you get the new person, don't drag me in that shit. Mm. I don't have nothing to do with them people. Wow. Well, we got a little TV talk for you. That TV talk this week is, well, we just watched uh, Love and Hip Hop from oh. this week. And... What were your initial thoughts of the episode? Love and Hip Hop? Yes, Love and Hip Hop. That the lady with the um, implants, probably all of them got implants. Yes, yeah, so I was about to say, which one? She had some shortcut, some straight cut weave. I don't know what her name was, but she was retarded. Are you talking about the uh, the crazy one? The they got the old husband. The old husband, Akira, aside, whatever. I don't know her name, but I know he looked like a bulldog, and she retarded. A son need to put some of that preparation eight under his eyes, but this nigga he got the bags. From, he got bags from hell on his eyes. He I mean, have a whole surgery. He that got Gucci like bags, bulldog. Louis bags, Coach bags, Dooney and Burke bags. He got all them bags, Birkin <laughs> bags. <laughs> that man looks rough. That bro got hey, bro, bro probably like thirty eight. I, I hope he not. That nigga yeah. better be 59. <laughs> better be 59. 
I mean, uh, and she talked like she is retarded. Yeah. And I don't like to say that. I guess I shouldn't, but whatever. No, um, the lady sounds slow. Yeah. And it just don't make no sense to me as to why you gonna... I don't know. If yeah. you that slow, you yeah. need to work on you before you do all this other stuff. You holler about you somebody mama yeah. and you round here... With this old ass man, I'm trying to get my rap, my my career. You trying to get your career together? I mean, and then it's he been turned working on and... It's been 15 what? years. Like, whoa, you've been trying to get on for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Like, it's time to let that go. I'm not understanding because your husband looked like he was a dope dealer, or uh, he could have been a rapper or something. So he couldn't have put you on. He mm-hmm. had no friends to help you out because clearly, I mean, like this lady, she needs hooked on phonics. Mm-hmm. Something is going on either. I don't know. Whatever the the, the information in the brain coming to the mouth. They ain't getting their friends. It's, it's not. Because she cannot get them words together. Mm. And you, I'm really not understanding. What you think about Jewel Santana? About the fact that his his mouth is all messed up. <laughs> I mean, the man is talking like... <laughs> he got the dope feed talk. He just need to take hey, them teeth out. Hey, youngin, I, I used to run this block when I was younger, man. Me and my boys, we used to run up and down this block, man. We used to run things I mean, he can't there. have open his mouth because the stuff he needs a body <laughs> grip or something because that stuff ain't sitting there, right? It can't be. I mean, like, what's going on? Open your mouth and talk, nigga. <laughs> he was just sitting there looking like old dope feed, bro. <laughs> Look like he was on something then. Oh, my gosh, man. That shit was hilarious, man. Shout out to Juel Santana, man. Juel Santana, crazy, too. Oh, he had crazy girlfriend of his. Mm-hmm. And talking about some she done held him down, and if the man say you ain't been there for him, then you wasn't been there for him. If you know the nigga finna get locked up, you should have been trying to fuck. You should have been over there arguing and doing all that conversation. And what are, what you talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay, the nigga was on dope. You knew he was on dope for all them years. You didn't get him no help. You ain't taking him to rehab. <laughs> so you want to blame the man? You still fucking him and having babies with him? So clearly something he had going on good. Mm. Shout out to Santana, man. So that's all we're going to talk about Love and Hip Hop, man. I don't want to delve too into it because we could talk probably 10 more minutes about the show because it was that much craziness on this episode. Uh, Queen Germ just got introduced to Sydney Star. <laughs> she look a mess, too. Uh, she, she is super ratchet. And, uh, you know, but uh, we do have uh, the return of the Blackity Black movie of the week. Uh, we chose this movie uh, because, you know, hey, it's Nappy Afro, so why not watch Napoli Ever After starring Sanaa Lathan? Uh, how did you feel about this movie? Um, At first, I didn't know what to expect because I guess I never saw the previews or something. I don't know. Um, but as the movie went on, it ended up being pretty good. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that she realized that being, trying to be perfect wasn't what... Uh, is even realistic. It's not at all. And, you know, you walk around here, you have natural hair. In her case, she had natural hair. And then, you know, you went from having to have it straightened all the time because you was a kid. That's what your mama wanted. You had to do everything just right. And then you were never allowed, you know, you never allowed yourself to be comfortable. You never allowed people to get that close to you because of this thing about the hair, um, which I don't think, most, I mean, most black people are not to that extreme. Mm-hmm. Like, we know our hair going to frizz up. So our kids, if we it's the summertime, you getting it braided because we know that you gonna want to get in the water. You know, you know what I'm saying. So it was never like you just had to sit on the sidelines of life and you never could do anything because you wanted to not sweat your hair out. The girl was around here freaking out. You can't be on the patio with people because you looking at rain clouds and shit. You ain't no, you know what I'm saying. You ain't no meteorologist. You sit here, you know, worrying about the weather when it wasn't that simple. I mean, you know, what I'm saying? it wasn't that serious. But then as it progressed and she grew up. 
it was like, you know, she met the man of her dreams or her mama dreams. And it was like, you know, she was doing all this stuff trying to please him. And he didn't want what she was giving him because he did not want the perfect package. He wanted to know her for real. And that was something that she was not able to do because she never could let her hair down. She never could be herself. And then I liked the way it ended because she got to meet this other guy. And the other guy really was real. And I wanted him to be together. But um, it was just nice that, you know, she got to meet somebody who kind of helped her unwind. And then eventually at the end, by the end, she was willing to take that chance and, you know, be herself, cutting off all her hair, having to transform from all of that to really, you know, being comfortable with her natural hair mm-hmm. in the natural state, not having to straighten it. Yeah, so, so um, <clears throat> it seemed like a Tyler Perry movie, didn't it? Kind of. Yeah, but it wasn't a Tyler Perry movie. It wasn't. Yeah, but it was a, in the vein of a Tyler Perry movie, but not no singing or nothing like that. They ain't go to church in a movie, so y'all ain't, you know, I know how some of y'all people are, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, but it, but I enjoyed the movie, um... It was just strange seeing Sanaa with the bald head, like the different phases, you know what I'm saying, of, you know, and uh, I mean, I guess she could rock the bald head. I mean, I, personally, I couldn't do it, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with the Wakanda forever haircut, I'm sorry, like, Queen Jern, if you did that shit, I'd be like... You wouldn't do anything, because you said that you was going to leave me when I cut my hair off the first time, and you didn't, so... I mean, just don't cut it no more. Seven years later, you're still here, so... I know, I'm how long have you been natural? I'm going to cut it tomorrow. How long have you been natural? I've been natural. This makes eight years. Eight years? Okay. So yeah. have you... December of 2010 was the last time I had a perm. Okay. So how did you feel like the, the transition? It was a major adjustment. Major adjustment. Okay. Just yeah. like the... Like, Just to look at it. Like, yeah. I mean, and then the thing about it is it was so extreme. That was one part I didn't agree with on the movie. It was like, it was so extreme about black women just hating their hair. Um, and people will say, the, the guy mentioned about, um, you know, being more manageable or whatever. But for most people, it's about convenience. Mm-hmm. It's not really about trying to be white and all of that stuff. It's easy mm-hmm. um, when you have a perm or when you straighten your hair. Because, you know, when you get up in the morning, you don't want to have to spend an hour just to do your hair. Yeah. That's 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 a lot when I can be sleeping. Like I would choose sleep every time. Yeah. So my thing is with that, but as far as I didn't really identify with the fact that people just look at it and just hated it so much. And for me, it was a it was a big deal because of course as a kid my hair was just natural. Every now and then my mom would I mean, well, she probably would press our hair every Sunday or Saturday rather, uh to be looking nice for Sunday. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like, Oh, you can't you know, saying you can't do this, you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. Your whole life has got to be, you know, adjusted to you keeping your hair straight. But it's just mm-hmm. like, when I cut my hair, I did a, a pretty reasonable chop. Um, and it was a lot for me to deal with because I never had to deal with my natural hair. And I have a fight the power fro. I don't have wet and wavy. I don't have whatever. Uh, this other stuff is that, you know, seems to be a little quicker to deal with. So, uh, for me, it was definitely a big shock because I did, I knew what I had. So it shouldn't have been a shock, but in my mind, I envisioned it being different than what happened when I cut it. Uh, so I cut my hair myself. Um, I decided I wasn't going to work that day. I took my hair loose, whatever hairstyle I had. I don't know if it was braids or something, but I took the, whatever I had in there out (coughs) 
and I cut everything that was straight. Mm. Um, so in doing so, um, <laughs> I will never forget that day. Yeah, his but, exact words, and I quote, "Was you should have took your ass to work today." That's that's what you said. Mm. Um, I could have did a documentary because everybody had a different experience. My son, the most precious thing he could have ever said to me was, I asked him how did he like my hair, and he said the more important thing is how do you like your hair. And uh, I was just like, I know this nigga's a con. Because <laughs> he, he said, knew exactly what to say. Like, <laughs> nigga, I don't like that shit either. But if you like it, hell, <laughs> let's go with it. Uh, my daughter told me it was a big mistake. Um, I, I was sitting there playing a video game. And I know, like, she went into the bathroom. And then I was noticing, like, I'm playing a game. And I'm like, hold on. She been in the bathroom for like an hour or so. Let me go see if she if she ain't fell down and that nothing. You know what I'm saying? Let me go check on her. I walk into the bathroom and she has this look like one of our kids when they get caught doing something. And she had the scissors in her hand. And I was just looking like, what the hell? Like, what the hell? I see hair everywhere. She didn't cut it. I was just like. And I was like, so you want me to go get some weed? You want me to go buy a wig? Blah, blah, blah. He was like, oh, no, nigga. You going to wear that shit. You done <laughs> set up in here and done cut your hair? Oh, you gonna wear that shit? You ain't getting no. I'm like, nigga, slow your roll. What's really going on? Went home and saw my parents for the first time. Mind you, the last time I went home, I had like some wet and wavy weave, something, you know, just trying out hair because I knew I was gonna go and cut my hair or whatever. First thing my daddy says is all the beauticians down there where you live at done going on strike. I was like, shit. Okay. This is a, this is what's happening. A zinger. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay, that's that's what we're doing now. But you know, I mean, to me, it has been the best thing I could have ever chose to do. Mm. Um, and the the number one reason why I can say this and I can know that I will never get a perm again in my life is because of the fact that my child doesn't want to get a perm mm. because I took that step because when. She was, I guess it would have been about, what, four? Um, Yeah. She was about four, uh, about to be five, when I went natural. And one thing she said was that she wanted to get her hair like, you know, she liked to wear, she liked to wear her hair straight sometimes. And I asked her, like, I was thinking she wanted to wear her hair straight because of the other kids in this class. But she wanted to wear her hair straight because I had a perm. Mm. And when I decided that I no longer wanted a perm, needed a perm, whatever, her whole idea about her hair changed because I was the person she was looking up to. And when she saw that I could wear my hair like this, she doesn't mind wearing her hair in a fro. She doesn't mind, you know, so it's like, yeah, I can straighten my hair when I want to, but that's not something that I ever see her saying is necessary. So it's like, to me, to change the way you look at yourself, to make your child see that what they came in this world looking like is nothing wrong with anybody else's, you know, thing. But if this is who you are, then you should be good and comfortable with it. So that was something to me that made me know that it was worth it for no other reason. If I could make her know that who she is, the way she is, is perfect. That was enough for me. So... I, I was definitely happy that I had the courage to do it because honestly, I really didn't think it was the best thing when I did it. Like I did it 
because I wanted to try it. But then once I did it, I was like, oh, hell, I got to get me a perm. I don't know what to do with this stuff. My hair wasn't that long because it was kinky and coarse or whatever. It was a lot to deal with. So I just was like, in certain points of my transformation or whatever, I didn't feel like this was the right thing to do. But now that I've gotten so far down the line, um, I've made quite a few mistakes coloring my hair, straightening my hair, all that kind of stuff, cutting it again and again and again, uh, that I'm to the point where it's like I've experimented enough. I know that I'm never going to go back to a perm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> That's what's up. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, I like the natural styles now because it's, you know, it seems like when girls got naturals, they have smell better than that that uh, that perm shit. Yeah. Got that perm shit, whatever you know, you know that smell when the girl. It's a strong chemical smell. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's like now with the natural hairstyles, like you know, you see them, they smell better. And I mean, it smell more like fruits and yeah, and it just, you know, and, and it's just like it's like the sky's the limit with natural styles. Like you could do whatever to your fucking head. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying. And it's just like you know everybody's doing it, and you know this shit is. You can grab it in the back of the head. You ain't got to worry about the hair being yeah. messed up and falling out or whatever. Girls going, you know, people learn how to swim now. And, you know, just we making people conform to us. Like, we like, nah, fuck that. We ain't doing that shit no more. Like, and that shit is what's up. So I, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Are you? I mean, I get lots of compliments. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah, look at it. Yeah. So, yeah. That was our uh, Blackity Black movie of the week, Napoli Ever After. Uh, good movie, good Go movie. check it out. It's on Netflix. Uh, we ain't going to give you the whole plot of the movie, but just tell you. Know, we, we ain't telling them everything, you know what I'm saying? But go watch it. Go check it out, you know what I'm saying? Especially, you know, it's a good movie to watch with your boo or whatever, you know, a nice Netflix and chill movie, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to worry about nobody getting handsy. Ain't, you know, too much like that going on. Well, we got a question from the nation. What you uh, need? This question says, uh, my 22-year-old friend's son's father messaged me on Facebook back in April. He told me to stay away from her. They are not together. I am not trying to date or bang, and he is 20. Jesus. Once I saw his profile pic was of him in high school football uniform, I deleted the messages and went to therapy to discuss real issues in my life. <laughs> Months later, a few days before my 29th birthday, he, comment, he commented on one of my Facebook posts, you need to speak to me. I deleted a comment and finally blocked the young man for I still don't want his ex and she doesn't even work the same shift as me. If I would have spoke with him and told him that, I think, he would, I think he wouldn't have believed me and we would still be talking for nothing. Should I speak to the young man or should I speak to the young or continue to be watched and ignore people 24, under 24? Side note, my 60-year-old co-worker told me about her husband, also 60, having a problem being friends with someone she dated 40 years ago. Bruh, there's got to be a time limit of being suspicious of your spouse's exes. Love the show and y'all. Thanks for the birthday shout-out. <laughs> Lock up Amber Geiger. Justice for Botham John. So that was from Short T, everybody. Uh... Shorty, so it's... I need a breakdown of this because I'm lost in the song. So apparently Shorty has a friend that's a girl. That has a kid, uh -huh. and her boy, uh, her I guess the baby, baby. the baby father, messaged him and told Short T to stay away from the girl. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Short T, like, look, I ain't trying to holler at her or nothing like that. That's just my homie. You know what I'm saying? So he blocked the man. You know what I'm saying? And then the man commented on her page on his on one of his posts. 
you know, you need to talk to me. And Shorty, you know. That sounds familiar. So, now, Shorty wants to know. Uh, I <laughs> not me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, should he, should, should, so, he's wanting to know, should he speak to the young dude or continue to ignore him? Because he feel like, you know, I mean, you got to speak to Buddy because, A, you are, you know, you friends with his girl. I don't know if y'all, the nature of y'all friendship goes as far as y'all hanging out or anything like that. But if y'all just work friends, nah, ain't no need. But if you always, I mean, maybe she talk about you a lot. You know, maybe you making him feel, you know what I'm saying, a little inadequate. But your child might have done saying something. Y'all yeah. Not you might be Uncle Short T. Like, Uncle Short T came over here or Mama Friend be over here. So, you know, you never know what's, what the situation is. If y'all hang out, yes, you need to speak with the man. You know what I'm saying? He might just need some reassurance. Like, look, playboy, I ain't, I'm, look, man, I'm a grown man. I don't want your girl, this, this, and that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, hurt talking to him, it won't hurt a thing. Avoid the situation, probably just make it a little worse. That's all I'm going to say. So, I think that, yes, you should talk to him. Because, you know, yeah, he's under 24. I mean, he, you know, as long as it ain't going to go to fisticuffs with no threatening of the physicals, I don't see no reason why you can not uh, have a conversation with this man or sit down, you know, pull the young man coat to something. You know, you might need to help the relationship out since that's your friend. You can tell him, like, look, man, all you got to do is start doing this, this, and that, and then you can help the whole situation out, man. You know, it's a it's a lot of ways you can play it since you feel like you the OG, you 29, and he's 20. You know what I'm saying? Be the OG. Be his OG. Don't, I mean, don't, some people ain't, ain't worthy of your time. Some people ain't. I mean, you ain't the, your time is not sitting there, you know, Arguing with him, all you gotta do is be like, "Yo, what's good?" Oh, my name is Shorty. Nah, bro. Like, listen, man, that's my homie. But look, if you got any problems with me hanging with her, hey, I understand. You know, I know y'all not together, nothing like that. But I get it. You know what I'm saying? But do you? Other than that, you just have a talk with him. I don't see nothing wrong with. It. As yeah. far as a 60 year old man, yeah, yeah. Like he, you gotta understand. They they've been married for so long that her ex was like the last nigga before him. So if he's still upset about that, or he still got some issues, I understand that. Do you? Yeah, I mean that's just. Do I, you? I mean that's the last. Yes, yes, I get it. I get it. I mean, okay. would I hold it over his head? No, 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 no. But I understand. You know. Okay. So do you think Shorty should say something to the dude? I mean, either way it goes, fine. I just feel like. I wouldn't go trying to sort nothing out for nobody else. That's their problem. Yeah. If he don't like me, off the show. I mean, like, for one, the nigga doing too much. Because if you and the, the person ain't together no more, ain't none of who she deal with unless a nigga, you know, doing something illegal. You know what I'm saying? Doing something to your child or something. What would be the purpose of me having to, you know, even respond to your allegations or your concerns? If you can't talk to her, she the one you got a child with. Exactly. I don't, I'm not with you. Yeah, you're right. Like what? So it must be her. She must be. She must think highly of you, Shorty, and she Short must. Tea. She must be speaking of you in a way that you know, in a manner that. Uh, and makes she shouldn't be because yeah. if you got any kind of sense, you'll keep your damn mouth closed. If this is a good friend of yours, and you know the nigga you with or was with ain't got no good sense. Why would you even bring the nigga up? Yeah. So you know, mm, I don't know. That's a good one. So you know. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. But if you do feel like it's in your heart to have to say something to the dude, you know what I'm saying? Just say something to him. Let him know what it is and what it ain't, and yeah. keep it moving. Let him know I don't want to hear from you no more because we ain't friends or nothing like that. I mean, I just want to clear the air. You and old girl can do what y'all do, but me and her don't have that type of relationship. Mm. 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 So, that's our advice. <clears throat> that's the question for the nation. Well, keep it 100. Do you guys keep it 100 this week? 100. Niggas ain't shit.
Niggas ain't shit. Niggas ain't shit. And I'm talking ni- about niggas is in <clears throat> niggas, not dudes. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about niggas, black people. Yeah, people of African descent. Wanna send them all back to Africa. Yeah, you wanna send them all back to Africa. Cause when a nigga can lie and don't break a sweat, that's mm. some shit that mm. I ain't with. Yeah, and I experienced that the day firsthand. Uh, was called in for a little meeting, and oh, yeah, don't do that. I I'm gonna say what I got to say. Fuck but them. Just, just just leave out. I ain't parts. got to have no details. I'm okay. just saying for a nigga to sit there and know what I'm saying is the truth, and because you in a position that's higher than mine, you basically said I lied, and one of us telling the truth. Yeah. My email show and what the fuck I said was what the fuck happened. And you sitting there saying, no, you don't recall. Okay. I'm going to let you do that for right now. But I will have something else to say soon. Mm. Mm. And very soon. But as I said, keep it 100. As we all know, niggas ain't shit. Mm. So don't trust nobody. Damn. Damn. Well, my keep it 100 is. 100. uh, For the first time in my life or in my coaching career, I had uh, uh, some parents a player declined the trophy. So now, you had multiple? No. I mean, well, I mean, just one player, oh, set of parents, okay. a family. You know, I had a kid decline a football trophy. Now, mind you, uh, you know what I'm saying, we give out trophies every year, you know what I'm saying, but these last two years we didn't win championships, so I feel like, you know, every kid won a trophy to say we won the championship, you know what I'm saying, but apparently not this kid. And I'm gonna read you. I'm going to read you the email that I got. It says, hello, Coach Germ. I apologize for the delayed response. I didn't pay for a trophy because the kid didn't want one. In his words, he didn't feel like he was really part of the team. I totally understand the culture of football from growing up in Belglade, which is why I would prefer him to choose another sport. However, he loves playing football, but he's only played flag up until this year. So he hasn't played football. Yes. The kid is not aggressive. Prayerfully, this will change with growth and development. But he can catch and he can track a ball. The kid knows the abilities (laughs) that he possesses and those that he doesn't. And he felt that instead of giving him the opportunity when he's in the end zone and nobody is tracking him because they know who will get the ball, you all prefer to utilize the kids with raw talent. This is not a rant, but just wanted to give you some insight on his feelings. The kid will never be the kid that is excited to win just because he's on a winning team but didn't contribute to the win, and he has never liked the seven trophies and win or lose situation when there is really no second place. Uh, I respect his decision. While I truly appreciate the gesture, we will decline the trophy. I hope you have a blessed day. All right. Uh, just a little insight. This kid started every game. This kid played just about every possession, offensive possession we had this year. Uh, I don't know how you don't feel part of the team. Just, just from that alone, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the kid, yes, he could catch and he could track a ball. That was the only thing he did that was, I mean, you know, other than that, uh, we gave him a run plays every game. We ran the ball 99% of the time. 
We probably attempted six to eight passes all year. This kid played wide receiver. I don't know how many targets you thought you was going to get. Uh, apparently, this parent thinks that his kid is better than what he actually is. Yes, your son played on your football team for your flag football team for a lot of years, and he did he did numbers. But you got to understand, this is tackle football. Tackle football, you have to run the ball. Tackle football, you can't just throw the ball every down like you can in flag. You might have thought your son was a superstar, but in reality, he wasn't near none of the superstars I had on my team. You wanted your son to be with my with the studs on my team. When you got to understand the studs on my team, they practice in the spring. They practice in the summer. Hell, they've been in my system two, some of them three years. So they know what's going on. Day one, when we came, the first day of actual football practice, them boys was in mid-season form, ready to go. You're not, your son wasn't ever going to be on their level this year. Your son has only been playing tackle football for one year. How good did you expect him to be? And, and then you could have taught your son a valuable lesson right here. Instead of sitting back, taking any kind of punishment, you speak up. If you felt like you weren't part of the team or you felt like you was you know, not getting the ball or whatever you, whatever feelings you said, speak up. Don't wait till the end of the season. Nobody can do nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? Were you scared I was going to have some kind of, you know what I'm saying, uh what you call that stuff? Retaliate against you? No, I'm not going to do that. If you would have came to me, I would have been like, okay, I'm going to give you more, more touches this game. I'm going to give you more carries. I'm not going to throw me out. You know, we, we call for the, the ball to be thrown, but once, all we can do is call the play. Once the ball go out there, that's the kids. You can't control what kids going to do. You know what I'm saying? I could call a, a pass play to the right. He run to the left. It's nothing. I mean, I asked you to pass it to the right. You got, hey, the block, I, the block fell down. I just took off and ran with it, coach. I can't do nothing about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, you know, I, I'm sorry that, you know, your, your dad, you know, put you up to this. You know what I'm saying? I wish him the best. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's just, like I said, that's how you sports get murky when parents overstep their boundaries. Like, you're ruining this kid. Like, this kid is growing up with a diva mentality, and he's not a diva. Like, he's not even good enough to be, you know, uh, getting this kind of bullshit. So, just like I said, man. Props to the kid, man. Wish you the best. You know what I'm saying? Your daddy's a fuck nigga. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go ahead and say it. You know what I mean? And like I said, niggas ain't shit. Yeah. I mean, that's the theme of the show. Niggas ain't shit. Because that, that right there, like, yo. All, like, But I, I, I'm not feeling bad because one, you know what I'm saying, one unsatisfied customer and the rest of the people was happy. So, you know, I can't even let that, you know, be an indictment on me as a coach. I mean, it is what it is. It's just like, you know, hey, I would, you know, it is. I, some niggas just ain't ain't built for this. You know, he ain't. I'm talking about the daddy here. I'm not talking about the kid. The kid, you know, he's learning the game. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully he learned a lot from, you know, being a gladiator this year. But if not, you know what I'm saying? Hey, it is what it is. So that's my keeping 100, man. Parents, quit fucking thinking your kid's fucking superstars. Some of them not. You might think your kid fast. You might think your kid can catch. You might think your kid can shoot. You might think your kid's smart. You might think your kid handsome. In reality, your kid's not handsome. You know what I'm saying? Your kid's not smart. Your kid's not good at basketball. Your kid's not good at football. Your kid's not really that fast. Like, kid, you know what I'm saying? It's like, your mind and reality is two different things, parents. Always remember that. I mean, right? there's always somebody better anyway. Yeah, when you come to grips with certain things, like, if you know you got a fat kid, just be like, yo, my kid fat. You know what I'm saying? Yes, he's good at eating. You know what I'm saying? He just he got a healthy appetite. He's just big boned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. It is what it is. So, yeah, that was my keep 100. Uh, winners, losers. Got any winners or losers this week? 
Nah, I ain't got shit. Oh. Well, I got a winner, man. My winner is Tyler Perry. Winner? Tyler Perry, you're my winner for paying off almost a half a million dollars of layaways at two Walmarts in Atlanta. He went into the Walmart, paid for everybody layaways. All they have to do is go in there, show their ID, and pay one penny, and they get their layaways. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, boy, hey, that's got to be. That's some good stuff right there. Yeah, so. Tyler Perry, my winner, dog, for doing right that now. shit, man. That that's some real He's shit. My winner too. Yeah, man. And uh, you got a loser. Hey, my loser. Loser. I was at CVS the other day, and they had a black motherfucking Santa Claus in there. Like, and, and I was just like, "Yo, man, keep that fucking black Santa away from me, bro." I, I say it every that's year. What's wrong with you? I say it around here at Christmas time. Keep black Santa away from me, bro. Black. I Santa. got one right here. Black Santa look weird as fuck. No, I don't want to see it. No. The same way you ain't got no sense when you talk bad about the Wiz. What you mean? Talking about the Wiz versus the Wizard of Oz. No comparison. Okay. It's no comparison because the Wiz is better. You're crazy. How can the Wiz be better when it's when you bit my whole concept? It don't matter. Somebody you could... Your, no, no, your no, no, favorite no, no, no. rapper said you made it a hard line. I made it a hard song. So he tell you I could take something from somebody and turn it into something great. But you so can't take that's something that's great and make it greater. You can't. No. Because yes. the Wizard of Oz is way it's not. It's ten not. times better it's than not. the Wiz. It's not. And I ain't never lame. seen the Wiz. Exactly. Because you lame. I ain't never seen the Wiz. Because you lame, nigga. Yeah. That's I just seen every other black movie except the Wiz. Yeah, because I refuse lame. to watch the Wiz. And it's fine. We don't need your kind. The Wizard of Oz is better. But you sit here listening to the whole copy of the Wiz. They say, uh, yeah. take y'all niggas back to Africa, but y'all niggas don't want to even watch the Wiz. I mean, I just, it's, bullshit. The Wizard of Oz is better, in your opinion. No, it's not. In everybody's opinion, it's not. Y'all just like the Wiz because it's all black. You really don't. The storyline is like, yo, it's the Wizard of Oz. How can it be better? It's, it is. It's the story, same story. They, I mean, they got better songs. That's number one. I mean, you, what, what, give me one good song in the Wiz. He's on down the road. That ain't got nothing on. We off to see the Wizard. The one that's Wizard of Oh, I don't even look. There you got the lollipop kids. Nobody want to see them. That's that's exploiting people. The lollipop kids. Come on, man. Wait, man. Listen, man. So, look, we got this this argument on another show. The Wiz versus the Wizard of Oz. We not because it's already out there. People, let me know which which movie is better. The, the Wiz, Wiz, Michael Jackson, or the Wizard Diana of Oz Ross. with uh, Judy Garland. Uh, yeah, ain't nobody yeah. else know who, what the hell them people name is. It don't matter. You know who Judy Garland was. I don't. Somewhere over uh-uh. the rainbow. And you talk about you you can um home. When I think of home, somewhere like, over the rainbow ain't no song better than that in the movie. Okay, okay, man, you about that bullshit. Close out. Shout outs, man. Got any shout outs? Yes, I want to shout out Pam and the fam. Uh, the Johnson Five and anybody representing the nine one two that's Savannah, Georgia, y'all. Yo, man, my shout outs, man. Shout out to uh, B E Z G Q Blues, all right. Short T, short T. Shout out to Ruler myself, uh, Doctor Brazen, everybody, Doctor Brazen Network, uh, Mister Wash. Happy birthday, Mister Wash. Uh, the disrespectful motherfucker MJ, K Lauder truck driver, and of course Doctor Brazen himself. Uh, don't forget, we got the greatest episode uh, bracket. Um, you know what I'm saying? Hey, go over there, check it out. Fill it out. We only got like eight, nine days left, so check it out. Uh, shout out to Papa Dash, Daughter Dash, uh, RT3, uh, Light Skin Kanye, Drew from DC, Gerard in Boston, um, Stacks, MJ Money 9S, anybody over there site to fuck with us. 
the Back Talk Podcast is Masseray, Queen K, C Rich. Shout out to 12 Cow Podcast, uh, my dog 12 Cow. Uh, shout out to the Two Smart Dummies, Something Light Podcast. Uh, who else? Um, it's a lot of podcasts that fuck with us, man. Shout out to all y'all that fuck with us, man. It's so many, I can't remember all y'all. Um, anybody else I'm forgetting, man? And if I forget you, I'm sorry. Blame it on the weed. Don't blame it on me. Um, anybody else that fuck with us, the long way, the short way, no way out at all. Shout out to y'all. Woo! Episode 332 is in the books. Um, I, I wasn't supposed to be hosting, so I didn't have my hosting shoes on today, so I had and to put them tells. on the last minute. Yeah, because somebody else was supposed to do it. But 333, you going to host since that's your favorite number. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? So get your yeah. You said number three is your favorite it number, is. right? All right then. So if it's three three, calm, calm down. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, fall back, nigga. You gonna be fall, You gonna be hosting next week. Yeah. And we gonna see how good a job you do. And I'm gonna do an awesome job. That's what you said last week. Yeah, I did. And, and then you came what? in here. And you sent me an outline. So what the fuck that mean? I can't be the host if I ain't made the outline. I mean, you can host oh, okay. the outline. I could, but I didn't. I didn't feel like it was mine. Okay. Well, you gonna make a whole outline? I sure week. am. I, I want sure a whole am. outline. You got the order how it goes. That's just you sent yeah, me out. Long, I've been okay? I done done this thirty three times. Okay. Plus song. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyway, you're talking all tough. This your boy King Jerm. And this your girl Queen Jerm. And this was the Frocast presented to you by Nappy Afro. Episode three hundred thirty two is in the books. We out this bitch. Peace. Peace. Don't forget call the voicemail three four seven two zero one two five seven two. Leave us a voicemail and let us know what you think, man. We out this time for real. Peace. Peace. This is the end of the show. Feel free to visit nappyafro.com for more information. Or not. It's your loss. Nappyafro.com